This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And listeners, we're talking about questions in regards to God's will and God's plans. So today's question is, how do we do all things for the glory of God? 1 Corinthians 10.31. You want to read it? Yeah. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10.31. I love how Paul brings it to the most like basic things that we do in our day, eating, drinking. So the point is, like, it's not just the big things, it's everything. Everything. Whatever. Everything matters to God. Yeah, which I love. There's no minuscule detail of our life that he is unconcerned about. Right. So you could, on the one hand, be tempted to think, uh, he doesn't care if I do this little thing or that little thing or if I eat this or drink that. And at the end of the day, he actually does care about all of it. I think the answer is in Colossians 3.17. So Colossians 3.17 this is just the filter mm-hmm. in terms of how we give God glory. Yes. So I'll read it, and then you you explain the two things sure. that we need to okay. do. Here it goes. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, mm. do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I love how Paul breaks our life down into two segments here. The things we say and the things we do, either by word or by deed. Either of those and both of those can be done in the name of the Lord Jesus. And in Scripture, it's often thought of, well, pray in Jesus' name, kind of like a magical hocus pocus at the end (laughs) of the, the magical trick. And so I'll ask God whatever in the name of Jesus, and then God will be required to grant my request. But that's not what in the name of the Lord Jesus means at all. In the New Testament, anytime we do anything or say anything in the name of the Lord Jesus, we are saying, as he would do, or in the same way that he would ask, in the same way that he would do, in the same way that he would say, that is the way that I should speak, that's the way I should act. Yep, a way that represents him. Yeah, I am his representative. It is a privilege and a responsibility, and it carries such a weight that I think often as Christians, we forget what we're being told to do here. And even in this passage to do, you know, whether we eat a meal or go for a walk or say hi to a stranger, we should be able to do all those things just as if Jesus was doing those. Yeah. I love that. The first part of that is you do it in his name. And I think you nailed it in a way that represents him in a way that he would do it in a way that makes him happy. Mm -hmm. You know, like when somebody represents you, I don't like when people represent me, you know, because I'm like, that's not the way I would have done it. (laughs) Yeah. Are you old enough to remember the WWJD campaigns? Yeah. What would Jimmy do? (laughs) Yes, I am. I do remember that. I do. I do. Maybe some of our listeners don't remember that. But back in the 90s, it was this whole theme of WWJD. What would Jesus do? And it really was a campaign of Christians to say, You need to say and you need to do just as Jesus did. Now, there's times that we have to be honest and say, you know what? I don't know what Jesus would do here. I don't know what he would say. Yep. Jesus would send you to hell. (laughs) Jesus would throw a table. No. And that's where it got kind of funny. Yeah, that's where it did get kind of weird. But the heart of it was like really clear. Like it was a check. Yeah. There are a lot of times when you're like, "Mm, Jesus would not have done that. Not done that. Now, we may not know exactly what he would have done, but we know that he would I know the things he wouldn't do more than I know the things that he would do. Well, if he wouldn't do them, (laughs) I probably shouldn't do them as well. Yep. So I think the second part in Colossians is he says, 
giving thanks. Yeah. And gratitude, thankfulness, that disposition of your heart. I mean, I can't just, grumble and complain. Actually, God kills people in the only way does it. <laughs> so, but like this is the one of the hallmarks of the Christian life is a default attitude that is thankful to God. That even when bad things happen, what sets the Christian apart is that the Christian is thankful even in trials and tribulations. Because we're able to trust a God who has our back, who Absolutely. knows what's best, yep. who cares for us deeply. Yep. And it's when we lose sight of those things that we start complaining and grumbling yep. because we think, oh, where's God at in my time of need? Way back when, John Piper did a sermon, How to Drink Orange Juice to the Glory of God. It was a great <laughs> title, actually. It was on this, on this text. and But I think the big picture is you do it as best as you can in a way that would really represent Jesus well. And you do it in an attitude of gratefulness, which is why Christians pray before yeah, we eat. That's right. Just because thankful. We're, yeah, we're just thankful for what God provides. What God cares about is that the things you do are in a way that he would approve of. Mm-hmm. And number two, that you're thankful. You yes. get those two things down. God is glorified. Right. Simple, simple, easy peasy. Mm -hmm. All right, listeners, please come back next time when we answer another question, which will be, why do I still feel shame even when I know God has forgiven me?